Hello, Nani What Podcast listeners, and welcome back. We're here for Attack on Titan Season 3. I'm your host, Nick. I'm MZ. And I'm Hannah. Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about the season as a whole. So much happens. Yeah, I don't oh even know how you could God. possibly talk about the season as a whole. There's too much. It's like four arcs in one season. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. I feel for like the lack of info we got in season two, they make up for it in season three. I feel like I was like wondering about the basement for 60 years and then I was like, oh my God, the basement and like 60 other plot lines. Go. <laughs> naturally yeah naturally. we finally got in the basement finally got in the basement at the end of the season finally got there yeah so now like with everything that we know from this season the implications of the next season is vast there's so much that could happen and we have no fucking clue mm-hmm. no clue at all mm-hmm. this season was insane from the like coup at the beginning of the season (laughs) to the end of the season just everyone dying and Mm -hmm. who didn't die is incredibly injured it was insane just insane all all around Mm -hmm. i mean that's the best way to describe it to be honest yeah i i i can't put into words and which makes it hard for a podcast, you know? Right. I was like, wait a second, isn't that the whole point the of while ext- we're here? The extent of everything that happens in this season. But you know what? We're gonna try. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get through we it. We just take have to take it section by section because there's so many little arcs and each little arc is so different from the arc before. So Exactly. And some of these beats are pretty quick. Some of my bullet points are fast. So we'll, you'll you'll hear me say one thing and then go right on to the next one. So you got to keep up, listeners. Well, yeah. You got to keep up. I mean, up there's so much we can't be... we can't possibly talk about everything that happens. A lot of these beats we're just we're just gonna have to go over because it's like we don't have time to sit and have a discussion about everything that happened. So well, so right, and we we're, it's gonna be real major shit. Mm-hmm. I there was something overarching over the whole season that I kind of thought of and that I was like, this is interesting. Watching season three, I feel like up until the season, you think it's one type of show and then it becomes a completely different type of show. And it was just interesting to me because I'm like, that is the writers are great because you could have come of come to the show from an angle of like following Historia, following following any of these other characters. And it could have been like still a story of like a hero and someone doing something. But because they came from it where they did, you really had no idea what was going on and it was like a huge surprise all of season three which i thought was actually really cool they do come it from from the blind standpoint like the people within the wall completely blind oh yeah Yeah. and there's (laughs) there's this account on tiktok yo zoomers what's up um i think it's i think it's sarah james i think is the account name but she does a lot of uh avatar the last airbender and attack on titan like memes Mm -hmm. But they're all based around like the plot. So one of them was there's a Miley Cyrus song that just came out where like part of the lyrics is like, what does it mean? And then it screams, what does it mean? <laughs> and their caption was like me, why are everyone watching the part one of season three of Attack on Titan? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh, I mean, yeah. that's about right. Uh, so. There's a reason that's funny because it's true. Because <laughs> it's true. What does it mean? So, <laughs> what the fuck what is going does on? It all mean? 
So funny. So a cool little cool little thing before we get into the beat by beat. The season premiere of this was actually in theaters. Really? Which is which is interesting. I don't know if it released in America in theaters, but I know it did have a release in Japan in theaters, and I guess it was a huge success. So that that's a that's a pretty cool little thing. Attack on Titan? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Nope. No. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Attack on Titan Season 3 opens with Hanji and Aaron. You know, they're testing out his armor abilities. Can he harden to seal the wall? This is what the plan has been this entire time. We're going to go back to Shiganshina. We're going to get the wall. We're going to seal it. Perfect. But, Ku starts, ha- or fucking fascism starts happening right before our eyes pastor nick dead murdered hanji is is full-on uh i think it's the mps because he was working with us so just so everyone knows and no more than like two minutes after that said mps they're coming for the scouts right. they're they're coming to arrest everyone and uh levi's kind of like what there's like one individual that could really fuck us up here. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he killed a lot of MPs. His name's Kenny the Ripper. So like, watch out. And then lo and behold, Kenny comes through and, and Kenny is insane. He murders both of those people off the rip. Mm-hmm. Like Nifa dead. And I think the other one they didn't even name. Dead. Dude, that was crazy. crazy. We were just like, I was so unprepared for that. I was like, what the fuck? Who is this? And why are we just now hearing about him? So the show went from humans fighting titans to humans fighting humans within the walls. Mm-hmm. Cool show. Cool show. <laughs> Can we talk about the animation so, when Levi and oh Kenny are my fighting? my God. I... I'm I'm speechless trying to talk about how I mean I had to watch it like ten times. It is so good. It will give you goosebumps. Like it's amazing. I don't know how they made it to where we can have two contra I mean it happens in other shows, mm-hmm. but like the way that they shot this, it's two contrasting art styles at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the background is 2D flat. Mm-hmm. But Levi is all 3D and like modeled and everything. So it's it's wild. It's it crazy. looks so good. It looks amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Imagine reading that in the manga too, and you're reading the panels and you're like, that's cool. I wonder what that would look like in the anime. And then actually. And then it was like it this, you're like, like, oh my what god. What the fuck? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm glad you guys picked that's up on good. that stuff because I was just like watching it and I was like, oh wow, cool. Did not notice yeah. that at all. It's mind blowing. <laughs> Yeah, that's coming from like someone who watched season one of Demon Slayer, which Demon Slayer I use as like the tippy top of like visual animes. Mm-hmm. That comes from someone who watched the first season of Demon Slayer was like, I need to read this now and is now reading it and going, holy shit, when they animate this, it's going to be fucking insane. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm sure people who read that in, in, in the manga had the same feeling when oh, Levi yeah. was flying through the streets doing They're his like, thing. like, you could not have done this better. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And so Kenny and all them, they're looking for Aaron and Historia. That's their mission. They're trying to find them because if the king can hold on to Aaron, which we now know has the, uh, has the powers to control Titans, 
and Historia, who's the rightful heir to the to the throne, we're good. We mm-hmm. got like we got what we need. So the kingdom needs those too. So the scouts are making sure that they're doing all these diversions. We get a cool little moment of Armin and <laughs> and my boy Jean being body doubles for Aaron. My God, and Historia. can we talk about how Armin Hilarious. gets raped? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so he was weird. Hardcore molested. Oh, I felt so bad for him. His little face and then he's was like so throwing scared. up afterwards. I was like, oh god. Yeah, like babe. He was. Ooh. He was touched. He was very much touched. He was and not appropriate. And how did like, they not notice him as a boy then? Right. I forgot too because the line that Nifa says is, I she comes up to Levi and Levi's like, is part one of the plan going well? And she's like, well. They're going to find out that he's not a girl soon. Oh, I think it's Mikasa that does that. She's like, well, they're okay. going to find out he's not a girl. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, it is. It is. It <laughs> is. Like, oh, God. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit. So, yeah, they're getting real handsy. So the plan is going the way it's going. It's, it's going bad. Aaron, Historia get captured. And then we get a moment that's pretty dark for this character in particular. Mm. And Armin ends up having to kill another human. This is the first time that he's ever killed anyone ever. Mm-hmm. And he has to do so out of necessity to save Jean because Jean even hesitates yeah. on killing someone. So it, especially he has an inner monologue, I think, or it's said externally where he's like, was it was it that easy for you guys too? Like, what, did, mm-hmm. how did you feel after when he's talking to like in his brain about Mikasa and Aaron? Right. Who killed three people as children? Right. So. Uh, Aaron does not hesitate ever to murder people. We realize, nope. in fact, he will murder anything. It doesn't really matter if it has wronged him. He will kill it. So he will kill it. He will kill it very much. So yeah, I like to see in the side of Armin and Jean though. I thought that was nice because they really don't associate titans with humans. You know, that's not like a known thing. So well, I don't know why Armin was feeling so bad. Like, clearly those people were about to murder everyone. I think anyone would feel bad, though. Or not bad, but, like, dwell on it a little bit. If it was the first yeah. time. Especially because it's it. there's a external, like, threat that is very much daunting and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's an external threat. So why are we killing each other? Yeah. It's like one of the, it's one of those things that in your own brain, you kind of have the whole... Why are we doing this to each other, especially when we have a bigger, more common threat to do, you know? Absolutely. And I think Armin's just kind of a gentle person to begin with. Oh, he is. You know, I think John's kind of in his own head a little bit. Like, I think he would be the type that's like, are they really bad? What's going on? Like, do we do the right thing, the wrong thing? I think he like overthinks a little bit more, but I think Armin's just gentle. (laughs) Just gentle. Very much gentle. So... The plan essentially fails. Aaron's captured, Historia's captured, and we find out what they're really going to be doing with Aaron, which is they're going to eat him. They're going to use someone who has royal blood, and they're going to eat Aaron so that they can control the Titans. This is crazy. Like, literally, we think that we're going to try to go to the capital. And all of a sudden, like, it wasn't, like, a big buildup for this. All of a sudden, the rice dude is, like, hugging her. And all of a sudden, it's like, by the way, guys, these people have Titan powers and they do this. And that's how they do everything. And it was, like, within one little episode. 
It was really fast. Yeah. This goes back There's... to what I've been saying. Actually, you know what? The science in this bothers me. <laughs> we still have so many unanswered questions. How do you eat someone and then magically gain their powers? You know what I mean? Like one also, so... why do they magically make blue crystal lights? Yeah, like that are nowhere else in the world and not on the other worlds, like just random. Yeah. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that cave. But um, still. with the eating plan, I think what that is, because we find out that Titans don't digest humans. Yeah. They don't. So they're not eating humans to feed or like to satisfy a hunger. So I'm and then they actually puke them up in that like bile mm -hmm. fluid. Disgusting. I'm assuming that bile fluid is a catalyst for like the DNA transfer. Got it. Because that's what I'm like. So if you bite into them, blood transfers into the bile. The bile then transfers it through the body of the Titan. And then that's how they become. Well, and that I guess that sort are. of makes sense science. because if they're all if they're all like underneath this one king and the royal blood and all of the, the people of Ymir are like that, then maybe when they are turned into a Titan, they just have the automatic response of what the king would naturally be doing, which is like eat people to get powers. Maybe. Yeah. Kind of just like an instinctual yeah. thing. And that potentially is why when a person of royal descent eats the the person who has the controlling power of the Titans, they revert back to the mindset of the first king, I guess, is what we're mm -hmm. gonna like boil it down to. So maybe that's that's the way that it, it goes. Hmm. So which that in itself is so confusing. They didn't like fully explain it all the way. I just want to go to Titan science class. Like, here is my unit in my textbook about the science behind Titans. You and Hanji oh, both. We'll talk. Yeah, me and Hanji. <laughs> Hanji. You know what? I understand Hanji a lot better after this. Now that I think about She's it. She's like, how the fuck do these like, things work? What is happening? This is not okay. Like, yeah, and it must be confusing because how do those titans running around outside the walls stay alive if they're eating things, but they don't actually digest them, but they're living for like years and years well, and years? Well, they talk about the sunlight being like their main source of energy but i want to know how the body processes that sunlight to produce enough energy to get like a 17 meter titan running to run around. yeah like that's crazy like i would have liked it better if they'd gone with the like they eat animals thing and then i would have been yeah. like ah okay that makes sense no, but they're, they're just like, like no no we're plants animals. they're just plants with feet that's wild they're like venus fly traps with feet yeah <laughs> There's some wild what science a, going a, on. What a vision that would be. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, with that in mind, Hanji approaches our boy Ervin and is like, we need to get some information. We need to go to these places. We need to find out what's going on. So, with the assistance of a merchant named Reeves, they capture two MPs, Sonus and Ralph. These also happen to be the MPs who murdered Pastor Nick earlier in the season. And when I say earlier in the season, I mean like an episode ago. And they start to torture them about the whereabouts of Historia and Aaron. This was kind of a smart move mm -hmm. on how to torture, you know, keep one away from the other. You use a script to, uh, to torture the shit out of the other. It, it's, it's smart. It's big brain. Very big brain. Big brain. And yeah, you got to love big brain moves. Yeah. Well, and our scouts are known for 
big brains, so. And they're also known to be kind of fucking ruthless yeah. and cutthroat. They are. I love which them. is yeah, Han- insane. This was Hanji's like most ruthless moment, I feel like, I was this Hanji whole so scene. Much. Because we've seen Le- Levi be like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm torturing them. So we kind of knew he's kind of a cold person but hanji like this was interesting i feel like she's very she's vindictive i feel like she's equally as ruthless as levi she just doesn't have the opportunities to show it the way he does Mm -hmm. because like he's out slaughtering things like all day and she's like in a lab it's not like she's just randomly gonna be ruthless you know but i think their tolerance level is like the same Mm -hmm. to be honest definitely which is why they're friends. Which is why they're friends. <laughs> and Ervin. And all three of them. But it's just funny to see her have so much more like we like it definitely is like a weird ironic compassion for the mm-hmm. the Titans, but somewhat of compassion. And then with the people, she's just like, No, fuck you. I'm taking off your fingers now. Go. Yeah. She's just like <laughs> sick of people. She's yeah. done with them. Yeah, I was like, okay, sick. Angie, okay. Sick of people. Mm-hmm. And so everything in this world has consequences you can't do one thing without cause and effect baby you know what reeves pissed off the wrong people because he ends up dying at the hands of kenny the ripper pretty pretty quickly after that for betraying them Mm -hmm. but unaware to kenny in this moment reeves son flagel is witnessing it just hiding in the shadows Oh, poor little baby Flagel. Oh, he is not Flagle. ready for this life. <laughs> the baby he is, is not ready for this life. Yeah, he is not ready for that life. But what you know what you know what's great is in the next episode we leave Flagel alone for a little bit. And we learn about our girl, our future queen, Historia. Yeah, Historia's background is incredibly dark. Yeah, <laughs> so sad. Incredibly dark, and her mother, her birth mother, essentially fucking despised her her first words to her were pretty much like i should have killed you like i should have got you aborted yeah that and was her so last dark. words her last words to her were kill her like don't kill me kill her yeah well no her very last words were if only you hadn't been born okay you're right that was Even the very worse. last words <laughs> yeah those were the very last words there was there was more bartering right before that and yeah. then yeah. Well, and we see but, snippets of her mom a little bit kind of throughout, but it looks like the mom was originally like a maid in mm-hmm. the, the Reese house and then basically forced to have sex with it. Like he was like, you're mine now. And then she got pregnant. Yeah, so, he's like a real asshole. Yeah, it was like definitely uh, she did not want this to happen kind of thing. So Yeah, which is real gross. Which makes real, sense, real because if, if they had had any type of romance, she wouldn't hate the kid so much. So obviously there was no mutual feelings in that at all. None, none at all. Yeah. And like I said earlier, everything comes with consequences, even if you're just a bystander in it. Mm-hmm. So Kenny, because the king can't have an illegitimate child out there, mm-hmm. Kenny ends up killing Historia's mother, and forcing Historia to adopt the identity of Crystal Lens and to join the army, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucked. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fucked. This is also where we learn why they want to eat Aaron. Um, and we also meet our, our true king right now, which is Rod Rice mm-hmm. of the Rice family, who is of royal blood. And Hanji gives the scouts the lay of the land and kind of what the why they took Aaron type stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, our boy Ervin 
is explaining to Commander Pixis his plan for a bloodless coup, which is very interesting. And I put this in my notes. Imagine having the stones to be like, yeah, we're going to overthrow the government, but no one's going to (laughs) die. Like, How can you just be like, that's my plan (laughs) and get away with it? It's like, sure, Ervin, totally, bro. You're good at your job. Cool. I feel like I was like bullshit. It is funny though because Ervin has so much confidence, and even when he doubts himself, somebody else usually tells him he's really good. I've noticed. Yeah, you know, he'll be like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm doing it wrong, and then someone else jumps in. He's like, No, you're the best, Ervin. Go, like kind of thing. It's like this weird, like he never has like severe self doubt. I feel like. Well, if he did, none of this shit would work. None, none of, it. of it. Like, there's always someone there to be like, Nope, you got this shit. Keep Could, going. Because he really is bargaining. Like half yeah. of his choices, it's like, Yeah, everyone's just gonna die if if it doesn't go well. Exactly. It's it's completely wild. And so with that plan, Pixis is like, Hmm. Sounds good, but I need a little cherry on top. Like, you give me the ice cream, you gave me the banana, you gave me the whipped cream, but I need the cherry. I need the cherry. And Ervin's like, I got it for you. Sonus told us that the king ain't a king. It's a puppet. And that's when Pixis was like, I'm in, baby. Let's get this cool going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Those two are so Ocean's Eleven with, like, the whole, <laughs> like, what's the plan? Here's the plan. All right. Here's our triple, double, quadruple cross. Right. It feels good. So funny. And we get a flashback here of a bit of a bit of Ervin's Air, uh, history, mm-hmm. which is interesting because we haven't really got much up to this point. We learn about his father, that he's a teacher, bright individual, incredibly smart. And Ervin is incredibly smart as well. So much so that he starts questioning textbooks he that are issued by the government. killed. All right. This boy got his father horrifically murdered. Yeah, poor guy. Like, oof. Oof. I just have him I have in my notes at this point. Fascism. Yay. Right. Like, oh no. Because it, it is very much that. He's in a classroom mm-hmm. and he questions his father, which is his teacher, about the history that they're learning. And he's like, No, shut up. The books are the books. But then at home, his father's like Hey, here's what I really think is going on. And Arifin, being the child that he is, tells the rest of his classmates, and the rest of his classmates are rat at his father. Yeah. It honestly, yikes. It's sad because honestly, he just probably wasn't old enough Mm -hmm. to understand. Yeah. And it's like, uh, his father really should have been the one to be like, you're not quite there yet. Let just wait a couple of years and I'll tell you what's going on, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, it's so sad that his dad trusted him, but. Little kids love to talk and they love to tell everyone like what they know if they think they know something smartly. Like, kids love that, you know, so it's just because it. he was just probably so proud and excited and happy to tell everybody. And it's like, oh, God, heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it's it's very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life goes on. Things things continue. What happens when you're in the walls? So, you know. It's what happens when you're in the walls because the real reason that the fight continues with the Titans ain't for humanity's sake. It's for wealth and riches and to protect the the status quo, which is always terrible. The the crazy part is, is I'm sure that Ervin's dad wasn't the only one. There must have been lots of other people who, you know, they're not, not everybody is just like not paying attention. Yeah. So they must have been yeah, murdering oh yeah. so many. Like, that's why Kenny was hired. Because <laughs> they needed to murder lots of people to keep it under wraps. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and they had to control the population anyway. So I feel like they don't have great technology or medicine. Mm -hmm. So the fact that people were dropping like flies probably didn't shock anybody. Like it wasn't something that was unnatural or not normal in daily life. So I I think it's scary. And it gave the the kings and everybody like a good reason to kill them because they're like oh i would feel bad about killing these people but to be honest we need to kill some people anyway so yeah. that everyone doesn't starve to death yeah oh man you gotta love a fascist government right <laughs> <laughs> the worst and so with that our boy Ervin gets framed for the murder of reeves <laughs> like flat out you know because fascism mm-hmm. so they frame him for that murder he gets captured and he appoints hanji the successor so which is interesting to me that hanji is the number two not levi remember this hanji number two not levi and elsewhere we have our levi squad heading for the rice estates to pre- prepare the rescue mission of Historia and Aaron, which is going to be crazy because they're also being tracked by the military police. Wild. Just wild. Oh, wait. In that whole little section where um, Levi Squad and all of the scouts were like playing Robin Hood for a second there. That was really funny. They're like living in the forest being <laughs> outlaws. <laughs> Yes, there was there was that. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. What is happening now? Mm-hmm. They're like, we must steal our bread from the towns. Hey, just when you're outlaws, you're outlaws, baby. If you're wearing that scout patch, everyone's about it. Everyone's trying to kill you and bring you back to the bring you back to the false king. I loved it because it was like Levi and all his little children like running around in a forest. Yeah. Happy. It was like (laughs) Like a weird little side plot. (laughs) Weird little Robin Hood side plot. Yeah, it was cute. I honestly, I like the fact that Hanji is the second, what you were talking about a minute ago, the second in charge. Because I think the whole point is that the leader of the scouts has to be ruthless, which we found out she is, um, but also just the thinker. Like the leader of the scouts has to be the one to make the plans, like the battle strategies and like what's going on and where, where they're going, when, and all the, the details. And I just don't think Levi is that kind of person. You know, I think he can analyze in the moment really well. And I think he's really quick on his feet, but I don't think he's the type to sit behind a desk and plan things for hours and hours and hours and research. And, you know, he's more of a doer. Than a thinker, I think. Levi, Levi is the perfect sergeant, not the perfect officer. Yeah, he just he doesn't. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, he just doesn't have that. And I can't imagine someone besides Hanji being in charge of the scouts, except for Armin, no. and he's like fifteen. So, except for Armin, he's like <laughs> so very, very much, very much in line with that. Like there is no one else. <laughs> so while Squad Levi's doing their thing, they end up capturing two MPs, Marlo and Hitch. They're Annie's friends from the military police. Mm-hmm. And so Levi is kind of like, well, this is this is an interesting time because you guys do understand what happened with Annie. And they're like, no, you guys killed her. There's a reason she disappeared. And then they're like, well, no. <laughs> Annie's the female titan. You are misinformed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's and the crazy part is like they don't even know. So I'm wondering like where the fuck did they put Annie? Because she's supposed to be under guard in the interior underground. Like obviously it's not the military police watching her because they don't even know. Remember how young these people yeah. are though. Yeah. You know, like they're 
I mean, they're like 15, between 15 and 18 or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're not the people in charge at all. They're not, they're not at all. So I think that's where it comes in. They've just been lied to so that the people in charge can keep doing what they want to do. And so after learning the truth that their dear friend Annie was actually a Titan in disguise, they're like, fuck it. Yeah, we'll give you the information. What do you want? Levi's like, well, I would like to know which outpost is guarded the least. (laughs) They're like, yeah, it's this one. So they go there and they torture the interior police there that were in charge of kind of knowing where Aaron and Historia are. And then Levi's like, give me the location. I need it now. Cut to Hanji's doing her thing. There's a lot going on during this time. Listeners, there's so much going on. Yeah. Hanji is, is doing her thing, bouncing around. She notices that Flagel's about to get killed by the military police and saves his ass. And then she's like, Hey, like where's your dad been? And he's like murdered. And she's like, by who? And Flagel's like the military police, and she's like, "Okay, you come with me." Right. <laughs> and, and he's brilliant. like, "Now I'm gonna die." So brilliant, my terrible yeah, little yeah. life. <laughs> Hanji was so on it with this, and Hanji comes up with a great plan to use Flagel as a lure to get the military police to follow him into like a crowded like apartment complex in Stohes, apparently, mm-hmm. where there happens to also be some media members, and <laughs> these MPs. <laughs> Just end up confessing the whole thing that they killed Flagel's father Reeves, and so and he was loved a, in the nice, community, even though he was kind of an asshole. But <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice feather in the cap for our for our team. Mm-hmm. And Hanji goes, "Okay, part two of the plan." And we're like, "What? There's a part two? This seems pretty on the fly." I did I didn't know that this was part of the plan. Again, cut back. Ervin is being brought before the king to be sentenced for execution. And we get like a side conversation that happened a little bit before where he talked to his really good friend, Niall, from before where he's like, hey, there's going to be a time where you need to make a choice. It's coming soon, (laughs) which is like as Niall, what are you going to be like? Okay, well, I got to choose my loyalties now because you're telling me this. Like if I (laughs) like I can't make I have to make my decision now. He's like, hey, there'll be a there'll be a time that you need to make a decision. Hopefully you make it right. And does now make it right? We'll find out in a second. Because mm-hmm. Ervin is brought before the fake king and the royal council. And what? What is what is what is that I hear? Wall Rose has been preached? Reiner's back? And fucking oh, Bertholdt's no. back? Holy shit! This is gonna be crazy! And so, all the kings, all the people that are, like, kind of puppeting the false king are like, well, what do we do? Do we just let it fall? Do we do we, do we close? And they're like, you know what? Close Wall Cinna. Fuck all those people in between Cinna and Rose. And the guy's like, whoa, you can't do that. That's crazy. And he's like, well, we're doing it. Close the gate. And Ervin's like, I got you now. And that was pretty much Commander Zachary comes in. He's like, hey, I heard what you said. You broke rule number five of the laws, which is to put yourself above the what is it? The the things of humanity or like the the life of humanity. So you're under arrest and that's a fake king. And it all happens so quick. It just breaks down so fast. Also, who is Zachary? What is his like his title? Because he's like the head of all the military. Yeah. He just like rolls in and is like, and now I'm here. He's like the top, 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 top of the military. 
How did he get to be that? Because he's so crazy. I don't know, but can we give Nick a gold star for literally just reenacting the whole episode? Good job, Nick. <laughs> Snaps for Nick. I mean, with, job. with voices and like actions. Is that not is that not what happens here? I mean, it's it exactly is. what it happens. Just like, You're it right. just so fast and it was so perfect. <laughs> I was like, let me not say one thing because I don't want to oh. throw him off at all. <laughs> so much is going on, listeners, and I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> so funny. So. With the coup successfully done, our bloodless coup, by the way, Pixis says, hey, we're not going to we're not going to let you know exactly what's going on yet. But for the time being, the military will take over the government. But we have a we have a, a royal bloodline person in mind for this. Don't worry. You'll be OK. The scouts receive the news of the coup being done, which is awesome. And Hanji tells the others of the mysterious deaths of the the Rice family at their chapel. Everyone comes to this chapel, dies for whatever reason. It's weird. There was a big death too. A bunch of, bunch of his family members died at this chapel, but no one wants to talk about it. And then we get the reveal of our boy Aaron tied up or chained up yeah. in this like beautiful crystallized cavern. Where is this? Because it looks like nothing on our earth. <laughs> like right. that was my first thing. I was like, "Where the fuck are they right it now?" It looks like the castle from get- Frozen. Yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he is approached by Historia, and that's how this episode ends. Which I mean, if we were doing episode by episode, I'd be like, "Uh, what the is fuck? It fucking, is it fucking Sunday yet? Because I need another one. <laughs> like I, I need to go now. Like it needs to happen. So." Things in the cave go south very quickly. Yep. Levi storms the cave. Kenny's there with his squad. Everyone's fighting. Meanwhile, Rod's just, Historia's dad is like, hey, so this is a cave that we've had for a while. It's built a century ago by our ancestors. We kind of use it to like, pass on the titan the founding titan power it's no big deal it's like a ritual we just do it it's okay like don't worry about it so you probably know your half sister her name's frida oh yeah that was weird that was a weird She's reveal in your brain. you have her memories because rice people can have memories and like erase memories it's it's a thing don't worry about it and she got eaten by Aaron's dad and so that's why Aaron has the founding titan because Aaron also ate his dad yeah so we need you to eat Aaron (laughs) it's pretty much exactly what that entire conversation was pretty much spot on which my my brain during that whole time is just like are you are you fucking kidding me? I melt <laughs> my brain melted. My and brain it wasn't melted. like, oh, I'm telling you about this and here process it. He was like, okay, and so now I'm gonna inject you now. Yeah. He's like, but we're yeah. under attack. So if you could go ahead and get injected, I want you to make this choice for us and our family. Go. <laughs> yeah. So here's the syringe. If you can put that in your arm, I'd really appreciate it. And Historia's like, can I get a second to think about it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I kind of want to like live my own life because like my girlfriend Ymir told me to yeah but like <laughs> I don't know I also thought it was funny too Historia was like hey dad can you go ahead and explain everything to Aaron like when she first comes in she's like I don't want him to be confused like 
no, don't tell him. Just eat him. He does not want to know he just ate his or he ate his dad when he was little. That is so sad. Like, yeah, that's like so they just sad. skipped right over that. But that was like so fucked up. I'm like, yeah, oh, do no. not tell him that. Just let him not know this and like go about his life. And we get we get Aaron kind of realizing all this. Yeah. He's got to collapse. He's tied up. He's chained up. And you can just see his head dips. And he's like, just do it. He's just, like, please eat, eat me. me. I don't want to be here anymore. Up. This is getting real weird. He's like, I don't like <laughs> this. I want to go home. Like, just, you know, just eat me because it's, it happened. I get it. I I didn't have a choice, but I guess I have a choice now. So just, just do it and get it over with. Well, and honestly, the way that he twists it to make it, you know, the way that he makes Aaron's dad sound so terrible you know, slaughtering the two children and his wife, you know, like the way that it, he sets up the story. I, honestly, I think a lot of people would have the same reaction that Aaron did, you know, cause you don't really know oh, yeah. that you don't really know what happened. And to hear it phrased in this way and looked at in this way, you're like, Oh my God, my dad was a monster. Oh, he murdered to be shown it. Yeah, then and to then be shown it that. because Historia <laughs> touches him and gives him all the fucking memories. To know it actually like happened. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. you're not fucking with me and tell me a lie. I can see it with my own eyes. Like, yeah. you're showing it to me. You would definitely, you know. Yeah. But after, after Historia gets her girlfriend's words reiterated in her head of Ymir being like, yo, live a prideful life. Quit being like the doormat for people. She kind of realizes that her father's true intention is like just to restore the family's power and Mm -hmm. that's it. And so she's like, fuck you, bro. And does an RKO like body slam of her father breaking his spine. And I was like, okay, Historia, I see you. I see you, girl. girl. You really... You really passed that shit. You yeah. passed that military thing. You okay, remember okay. the scouts. Look at you. <laughs> look, look at you. You did good. Mm-hmm. But this also ends up breaking the syringe yeah. with the serum in it. Yeah. And so we think we're we're crisis averted. We're going to be okay. At this point, everyone's in the cavern. Squad Levi, Kenny and his squad. Everybody is in this cavern. Mm-hmm. And you know what Rod Rice does? He licks that fucking serum and turns into a titan, baby. Which, why does it work that way? Like, don't you, I feel like what you have to be injected. Why would it just work from licking if it worked like that? Why weren't they drinking it to begin with? It only sort of worked. His titan was really fucked up. That's true. Yeah. Because, okay, so, and back to our science class. So, they talk about this being spinal fluid, right? Yeah. But see, yes. that also confuses me because when you go to eat someone to take their Titan abilities, if it's the spinal fluid, I feel like because they don't digest them, right? So you would literally have to have that person ripped in half at, in some way, shape, in order for it to get into, if we're going by the theory of the fluid in the stomach being the transfer of the DNA, Mm-hmm. Like that body would have had to break in order for that spinal fluid to get out of the body. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't eat them whole. So they have to like break them or bite them in half in some way, shape, or form. If you've noticed, all Titans bite, bite like their, half, bite, they don't, right? they, they, yeah, they never swallow anyone. Yeah. So it has to be the, like that breaking of the spinal cord. So yeah. I feel like that's a well, really that's- good science that's true and it seems consistent because i don't think we ever see a titan just swallow eat someone, someone whole, whole. No. 
ever. We always get that nice blood spurt that goes fucking everywhere. Yeah, but it does make me want to kind of go back and like fast forward through the episodes to see if that's consistent. Like if that really is mm-hmm. like true. Yeah. But know? again, then why does the spinal fluid need to be injected? Why wouldn't it just be eaten or drink? Why are true. you injecting it? So is it does it have to do with like the amount that you receive? Like do you have Maybe. to have all the spinal fluid or like a certain amount of spinal fluid because how would that work we've also seen that rod rice's titan isn't the best titan we've seen out here so potentially where it is injected how it is injected how much is injected or ingested at this point because all he did was lick it yeah yeah and he ends up not like his arms and legs are not like good enough to support his so weight. So you're saying of the rest you, of his you body. think if he had been fully injected, he would have been like a full fledged colossal, standing. colossal, colossal titan. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Why didn't he just could've inject been. himself? Why did he use Historia? Because he's a pussy. Oh, because he's a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a pussy. Historia even says it. She's like, "Why you're fucking royal blood? Why do I have to do it?" Yeah, because he's scared. And he's like. Well, I'm a pussy, and that's kind of why he makes that last ditch effort to lick the thing because he's like, "I'm gonna die here." Mm-hmm. We also learn during this time that Mikasa and Kenny are related, which I was like, "Okay, so they're Ackermans, cool." Mikasa Ackerman, got it. Kenny Ackerman, got it. But wait, isn't there? We'll get to that later. I think. Um, <laughs> Ackermans also are an incredibly powerful generational line in our in our world here because they cannot have their memories erased by the Rice family. So what the first king did was erase everyone's memories and install this. The Titans are coming to kill us. We need to do all this kind of stuff. And the Ackermans were like, lion ass bitch. And that's why some of them got eradicated. At some point, and that's why some people's uh, bloodlines are kept a secret. Well, I guess Fun that's stuff. where the whole underground city came from. Yes, is like people, people trying hiding to, to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make sure that they don't die, which is why, if you notice, Levi was an underground city kid, mm-hmm. and so was Kenny, and Mikasa was only not an under, uh, underground kid because she lived she in the middle of nowhere. Still. Well, that's what they. Exactly. I don't remember if this is where they talk about or if it's later, but they talk about how the Ackermans and people in the eastern people which would be like the asian people were all driven to the outmost sections of the outer wall in the forest because they were persecuted and so they ran to the farthest away from cities that they possibly could get so they lived along the forests in the very outer wall so yeah and that's where mikasa's parents met yay and with our with our rod titan He's big. He's strong. He's a big boy. This cave is small. It's not strong. It's it's collapsing. This cave is collapsing with all of our people in there. And you know what? Levi's squad's in there, but Kenny's also losing some people. There's rocks hitting Kenny's group left and right. And Kenny's like, I'm way too agile for this shit. He's trying to get out of there. Levi and his squad are like, well, we're dead. So, and Aaron's like, yeah, we are. We're definitely dead. And they're like, Aaron, fucking can you do something and he's like well no because we're dead because he's still depressed over well, like, he still wants his historia whole- to eat him he's like yeah, he's, please just get me out of here like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's still depressed about his he's family like crying and shit story that he was shown 
but there's a vial here that says armor. <laughs> so this MacGuffin was so bad. So bad. I was like, I rolled my eyes 30 times at this. There's a vial here that says armor. And so, you know, let's drink it. Lo and behold, Aaron drinks it, can finally encapsulate or crystallize himself in Titan form. So he turns into a Titan. He does his whole hardening thing, saves all of Levi's squad, which was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Hilarious. If I was just one of the other people sitting, standing there, right? Just any of the other people. And I saw Aaron do this. The first thing I would do is look at my feet and grab the rest of the vials on the floor. Because the whole bag and all the little vials were right there and full of stuff and full of stuff. I would have gone, that was helpful. This looks like a good idea. While he's transforming, I'm going to grab these. (laughs) But but nobody did. Nobody grabbed the little bag. nobody, Nobody did. Nobody did. And so Rod Titan is on its way. And again, he's not a he's an abnormal, but he is not a prime titan i guess for lack of a better word he's so, so he's gross. not he's not an intelligent titan that's the terminology yeah. that they use he's not an intelligent titan so he's not able to really like outthink or, or think about what he's doing he's just kind of doing and so he is an abnormal titan in that way because he's beelining for the for the city that has the most people closest to him which is the orvu district at wall cena or cena which Big, big things coming. They can't stop this Titan. It's a big boy. Oh <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big so boy. nasty. It's like an accordion body that like spreads out and then the rest of it like squishes behind. That like is a little slug. Gross. He's like a giant slug Titan. And his little weird legs and a little butt ugh, is gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Disgusting, bruv. Um... Historia gets told by Levi, hey, I don't know if you've heard, but there was a bloodless coup a little while ago. No big deal. But we kind of need a queen and you're of bloodline. So and you're it. Queen so. Historia. Yay. She and must be like, like, what the fuck? She's the only one, dude. She is the only the only one left. Heir. But she just had so much shit put on her. I'd be like, what is happening right now? She's, she's pretty like, chill about it, man. though. Yeah, like my girlfriend has told me to live like a prideful life that I want to live in. Like maybe I don't want to be a queen. And Levi's like, well, it's for the good of all people. And so stories like on one condition, Levi's like, name it. I get to kill my father. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Historia is a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Historia is a bad fucking bitch. I love it. She was definitely meant to be queen. Like, she takes on that role so well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are of royal blood. You fit into that perfectly. She was oh, real quick yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so the Rod Titan is, is doing his thing. He's getting as close as he can. A bunch of stuff is going on. Nothing too crazy to really go in depth on because he just keeps getting closer and closer to the wall. They end up blowing up the Rod Titan using gunpowder and the ODM gear and all that kind of stuff. And so all these Titan fragments are out in the sky. But you know what gunpowder blowing up a Titan doesn't do? It doesn't cut a nape. No, it doesn't. So there's a nape somewhere in the sky here that needs to be cut or this Titan will just heal and we're fucked. Uh, (laughs) Which is, I 
feel like any other Titan that they blew, I guess they didn't blow any Titans up. I well, I guess they like, didn't blow any up where like the person inside the Titan was maintaining like complete, fully, yeah, form. Yeah, formed. Yeah. That's wild to me because I just feel like, well, the nape's gone off of the body, so that should be it. But yeah, I guess it is because the person is 100%. Because that Titan was so there. big. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And you know what that does? That leads us right into our girl, Historia, with the with the keen eye of a hawk seeing that nape, and she goes, I'm gonna cut this shit. And she cuts the shit out of it, but not before doing it in front of all of her future citizens. Mm-hmm. She lands, she does the heroic landing, and everyone's like, She's the one. Who cut the nape? She's the one who killed the Titan, who saved our lives. And she's also like, by the way, I'm your queen. And they're all like, cool. She's yeah. awesome. They're we like, like yeah, her. I like this. <laughs> that part was so crazy yeah. because literally it's just a scene of you see the Titan bits flying and literally the scouts are just catapulting themselves into the air with no nothing to be able to reattach to. They're just like diving into the air. I was like, this is... That's actually suicide. Yeah. They don't show how they got down from that, but it would be suicide in real life. Somehow they all survive. I don't know what they attached yeah. to. Thought- Everyone survives. Everyone survives, but, you know, like I said, actions have consequences. And sometimes when you're in a cave that's collapsing, you can't get out fast enough. And that's what happened to our boy Kenny. Yeah, Kenny got fucked up. Kenny got fucked up. And he's hurt. He's laying by a tree. Guess who walks up? On Kenny the Ripper, Mr. Levi himself. And this is when I was watching and went, oh no, this is going to be a conversation. And like, if you have cursive, like conversation, it's (laughs) it's going to be deep, dark, and mean. I was waiting for all of this shit to start happening. And we get a lot of information here. So bear with me, listeners. We learn that Kenny is an Ackerman. We learned that he was pretty much the right-hand man of Yuri Rice and pledged loyalty to the family Rice after Yuri begged his forgiveness for, like, the Ackermans' family persecutions because, you know, Ackermans can't be controlled by Rice family, so they're kind of at, at odds no matter what. He brings up the fact that Levi's mother is his sister, so... Welcome Uncle Kenny in, in here for uh, our boy Levi. And t- and he as pretty much like, oh, I, I wish I got forgiveness for teaching Levi how to kill and be a killer and all that kind of stuff. He wonders if the Rice family or becoming a Titan could teach him compassion. While he says this, he brings out a syringe and we're just like, Oh no, we don't need a Kenny the Ripper. <laughs> we don't need a Kenny fucking Titan running around. That would be bad. And especially if it's not like a smart Titan, it would just be like murdering everyone. Oh my God, it'd be so fast. Yep. Vile too. It would it would be it would be a bad, bad, bad Titan. And then with his final somebody words he grabbed a syringe on their way out the cave. So thank you, Kenny. You made Kenny my heart it. feel better. <laughs> my brain doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> And Kenny kind of explains, like, oh, I haven't injected myself because, like, I'm also a pussy. So 
uh, yeah, I'm just kind of dying here. And with his dying words, he professes to Levi. I'm your uncle. <laughs> and here's a Titan syringe. <laughs> That's pretty much his last word. Dead. And so Levi's like, I can't wait to process this on my own. <laughs> and right. moves on. So this means that Levi and Mikasa are like distant cousins or something. Yeah, of, of some sort. Because we do not Mikasa's know. father was the white guy in the relationship. And I would assume. So he must I have been assume. an Ackerman because last yes. name. So he was yeah. the Ackerman. So mm-hmm. he in some way, shape or distantly of some sort was related to to Kenny. Mm-hmm. So Kenny's the tie between Levi and Mikasa. This is oh, like wait. A pretty... By the way, perfect moment for me to... I was going to comment on this. Something that was like super weird and creepy and I almost thought was too dark for the show that they stuck in there was Zachary torturing people yeah. in a fucked up crazy way and calling it art. Yep. I was like, this what? Is very left field. Why even is that in there? Show, that and it didn't even make sense. Field. I felt like it didn't really help the plot or do anything. Maybe they're just trying to show that there can be like. I feel like it's for future. I feel like Zachary I mean, has got to be do some fucked up shit in the future. And that's why they wanted yeah. to throw I, it in there ahead of time. I left that out of my notes because of how like fucking left field that was. I was like. The fuck does this have to do with anything? All and right, nothing move to on. do with anything. Like all the other leaders of the military are pretty like they're fucked up, but for a purpose. This guy's just like, look at my yeah. art. I murdered this dude, and you're like, what? I feel like Zachary could become like a villain in season four in some way, shape, or form, or like he has to do something really fucked up, and they didn't want that to feel too left field. So if they put this in here, they could do something really fucked up again with him, and it would make sense. Maybe, yeah. Like, I feel like that's the only reason. And Attack on Titan does that. They throw a lot of Easter eggs in previous seasons and then bring them up later. So when I saw that, I was like, this has to be creating his character for some reason. I hope. I hope we get some backstory on the dude. Because I was like, y'all are just letting him do this. And you guys are like, oh, haha, Zachary, that's fucked up. Yeah. I was like, I would have This whole season, this whole season was just fucking 30 whatever episodes of tying the knot like it was just like because we had what 25 so 37 episodes of like oh yeah that thing that we teased in episode three of season one here it means something uh oh yeah season two episode two here it means something it's like fuck you guys which is why i think which yeah that just explains why i really think it must be because there's no reason for that to be in here if it's not going to lead to something because it is so unnecessary it was so weird yeah he shows him like upside down. I'm like, all. what are what is happening? It doesn't move the plot forward even a little bit. But I mean, maybe it's nope. like showing that even though they did the coup and they're technically the good guys, you can still have like, you know, bad shit happening I mean, within the ranks. Aravind and Pixis had that whole little conversation of like, why did you do it? Like, this is why you did it. You know, like mm-hmm. this is why Zachary did it. You know, because yeah. he's like evil fuck. <laughs> you know, but yeah, still, it just still. I mean, they could. I can think of a hundred different torture things that would have been just fine in that situation that were not that. So, so creepy. Yep. Wild. Gross. Gross. And Fucking so gross. Historia, <laughs> Historia comes full circle, kills her own father, mm-hmm. and assumes the position of queen, Queen Historia, all around as I salute 
and Levi comes up. Hey, good job. You did it. Like, I believed in you from the beginning. And the story is like, yeah, cool. Thanks. And does what every person in the scouts wants to do, but can't because they know they can't get away with it. But when you're queen, you could do what you want. She punches Levi. <laughs> he laughs. He thinks it's so cute. Too. And she punched hard. Yeah. It's like a little blood. Oh, she did punch hard. Damn, okay. And he like laughs and he's like, I really needed that, guys. Yeah. Uh, I really needed that. And so, so with it, with our fascism coup government plot lines kind of starting to wrap up, you know exactly what Attack on Titan is going to do to you. It doesn't stop. The hits keep coming and they don't stop coming because you know where we're going. We go right to the Beast Titan. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wait, He's is back. that what happens right after this? Yes, it's right after this. I'm like, uh, oh, shit, the Beast Titan's back. And, and who's, Oh, because they're going to plug the wall. The, who's that on the ground? It's it's Rhina what he's there with Bert what is going on and the beast titan pretty much just goes I'll beat your ass again so quit mouthing off type shit essentially and he's like we're gonna locate the coordinate that's our next objective we're not going to save Annie and they're like okay well, fuck I guess that's what we have to do mm-hmm. yeah I kept so, waiting for them to circle back to Annie in the season and that just never happened she's just chilling in a rock underground yep yeah. We don't even know. She yeah. could have been not in that rock anymore. They just never show anything. True. Could have never showed him anything. And so two months after Historia's coronation, I guess we're going to call it, mm-hmm. the military have gotten rid of pretty much most of the old regime. We learn about our new Titan killing weapon, which is incredibly rudimentary. <laughs> it is yeah. a log on a stick. I think <laughs> Hannah said that after we watched it. You were like... Yeah, I was like, is this really what they came up with? Yeah. This weird-ass log killing thing, like, with all the stuff that you guys have and the explosives that you have, you're like, nah, we're going to use this log. I'm just like, how did they not figure that out before? Yeah, because they they don't really need Aaron's hardening powers to, like, do that. Well, I guess they do. Okay, because the Titans can break through, like, walls and buildings. The only thing they can't break through is the walls because it's made out of Titans. So maybe that is the only way they could do it is because the Titans can, like, try to get into that area and then get smushed. I just feel like there had to have been another way for them to cre- recreate that, like, in some way, shape, or form. But maybe not. I don't know. But it did seem very rudimentary. Hanji is very excited about her new weapon and she gives it the perfect name. The Executioner from Hell. <laughs> Which is hilarious for a legitimate log on a chain mm-hmm. that uses gravity. Hilarious. So funny. And around this time, Aaron's like, well, I mean, I have no clue what the fuck my family's all about. So I kind of need to get some information. And this is I, I remember this one individual. He looks so familiar in the memories that I got. I wonder who it is. I think I've seen him before, but like just older. And we have seen him before. It is Commander Shades, which was a pretty dope reveal. He's just bald cool. now. 
He's just bald now and has wrinkles on his eyes. That's yeah. it. That Very was the extent crazy. of like really the difference. Does not, yeah. does not really look like the same person until you take a second. You're like, oh, those are the same eyes. Oh, I yeah, see it. Those are the same eyes. It's only in the eyes that like he stayed the same, which is hilarious. Yeah. So Aaron approaches our commander or co- commandant. Sorry, excuse me. Commandant Shades. <laughs> and Shades has a story for our boy Aaron about his father and their history about how he found Grisha outside the wall with no memories and that Grisha was like, Hey, I'm a doctor. And that was pretty much the extent of all of <laughs> the information that he got. Mm-hmm. He brought, he brought him into the walls and married Carla, Aaron's mother. Well, was so was- sad. Carla didn't end up with the other dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he never like and- told her anything. He you just know? insulted her and expected her to figure it out. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have very good and so skills. During the fall of Shiganshina, everyone's everyone, including us, were wondering what happened to Aaron's father. Like, where did he go? He just they disappeared just after their disappear. mother died? Like, like, what the fuck <laughs> and happened? And they never here? talk about him. We get that filled in right here because Grisha took Aaron into the woods and all Commandant found was Aaron. That's it. But he did find blood. Yeah. But Aaron was wearing the key around his neck. And at this point, he was like, you know what? I'm resigning as the commander of the Survey Corps. I'm kind of out of this. I don't want any more people to die. And, you know, like Grisha told me I'm like a special person. I'm like nice, I guess. So, you know, I'm done here. Points Ervin, the new commander mm-hmm. of Survey Corps right after that. So, yep. I, it is interesting, though, like, I don't really understand why Aaron's dad couldn't have stuck around for a little bit longer. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, why was he in a rush to have Aaron eat him at that very moment? Is it because the Reese family was like, or was Rod Reese like after him after all that bullshit? Was it just like he knew he wasn't going to make it or like, you know, or was he at his 13 years? I would think that would have to be the case. Well, either either that, yeah, either he was really close to the end of his like years. Yeah. Or um he felt the Rice family coming down on him. One of the two. Yeah. I mean Wait, but sense. Oh yeah, cuz yeah, I think it probably was his 13 cuz think of how old Aaron is. Aaron at this point was like 14 yeah 10 or 11 12 so yeah, yeah. he was probably he, about, he right thought he was he about to die yeah. yeah he probably was about to die oh that makes sense yeah wow hey there it is. welcome to naughty what math <laughs> <laughs> sort out. So, our scouts are trying to break down the titan serum and they're like you know what there's not a lot here and we can't really fuck with it and we can't re- re-engineer it. So we're just going to use this that if someone's going to die or is very close to dying, we're going to, or if we have an opportunity to overtake one of the intelligent Titans, we're going to use this to have the power for ourselves. And it's like, okay, cool. And then they have their plan to retake Wall Maria and that they will search the Jaeger family basement finally finally Finally, the fucking basement now that i'm thinking about this hold on why aren't they taking spinal fluid out of titans once they figure out what it is because that doesn't help if you put the spinal fluid in the titan you'll just turn other people into regular titans who will eat people yeah but wouldn't they want to have extra of that so that they could transfer the powers when needed 
Just like a stock of it. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like yeah. for Eric. They do have, they know it's spinal fluid, though, at that point? I don't think they do. I think, I think they figured Reese, it out. Like, says it. I thought they figured it out in Grisha's, like, memory books. Maybe. I don't think they knew exactly what it was yet. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, because I think there was a section of them talking about it and being like, we don't know how they made this. Oh, gotcha. I thought Rod Reese, like, talks about it in his monologue. Maybe that's just my brain connecting things that aren't there. (laughs) My brain. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, with everything uh, situated, what we're going to do... Ervin is like, well, I'm going to command this. And Levi's like, no, stay behind. You already gave Hanji the the commanding. Like, you're no longer the commander. And Ervin's like, uh, excuse me, bitch. I make the decisions around here. You shut your fucking mouth. So, yeah, he basically was like, I'm too selfish. I want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, I want to see that basement. I need to see that basement. And, you know. What are you going to do when you're going on a on a mission straight to death? You throw a party right before, right. and that's what we get here. It's a great, grand old party. I thought people were getting drunk, like, but alcohol is is disbanded. I guess they're getting meat, meat drunk yeah, because they're having wild. meat for the first time. Aaron fights Jean, you know, natural. And it ends mm-hmm. up with our three main characters from Shiganshina reminiscing about their past outside. And our creepy little fucking Levi boy is sitting in the shadows Just hearing creeping. them. Just, Just creeping. Just hardcore. Like, why are you sitting in an alley behind a brick wall? Like, he was just in the party. Like, yeah. he chose to go outside and sit like a creep. Yep. Yeah. I still don't Just, just that. Big old creeping, just eating, so, hanging out, just outside, yeah, just creeping. And there, there was a really nice moment here for Armin. I came around in this entire season for Armin. Like I, I, if you listen to season one, I think, or season two, I call Armin a whiny little bitch. You do. I come around. I come around for him on this season very much. So mm-hmm. I think and you can't. He, like you can't not though. He really proves yeah. himself. Oh, definitely. And he kind of, he has a really cool moment here where he's talking about like outside the walls, there's an ocean and it's the same conversation we've had. We're destined to see the ocean. We're destined to see these, these mountains that are unclimbable. We're destined to see all of what's outside these walls. Mm-hmm. So sad. And I thought this was interesting on the day of the expedition, they start to leave and they're getting like a hero send off. And this is apparently the first time this has ever happened. I know. This made me emotional. Like normally it's it's a, like a somber like, oh shit, half these guys aren't going to come back. Like everyone's stressed out type shit. But we, after seeing what they did with the, with, the, with the government inside the walls, they're like, we're on team survey core, baby. Go fucking go get them. Go do the yeah. thing. Go when kill. It was, go it was raised. It was little Flagel Reeves who was like, oh, yeah, my guys. <laughs> you saved my life. So. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He was, he's in their corner forever at that point. It's it was nice. real cute. Ervin yeah. was so happy. He was he like, was, yeah. He's like, finally. And the people were like, yeah. And everyone was like, yeah. Yep. Oh, and also, I got a little bit of emotion uh, with the Aaron Mikasa Armin moment when they made an individual look almost identical to Hannes. Oh, yeah. And they gave him, like, his clothing for a second. Like, they saw him, like, mm-hmm. there for a second. I was like, damn. 
that's fine. That fucking hurts. That hurts. I wish mm. he was around for the retake. Like if he died in Shiganshina during this retake, I would have loved that more than him dying mm-hmm. in being in, eaten. In the moment that he did before. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have still been eaten, but I, I think it would have meant more if he if he was able to come all the way back. So we're going. We're doing our thing. As our sky scouts ride out, we 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 go to our wall. Guess who's on it? Bert, Rhina. They're ready to rock. Yeah, they know it's a good plan. They know they're coming. The Heidi Hall was great. It was a good idea that they just had to wait too. Like they didn't have to like come back in and try and attack. They just had to wait for them to get to the basement. Yep, and that was so. We arrive in Shiganshina. It's quiet, too quiet. There's no titans around. It's empty. They find a fire on top of the wall. They're like, ah, it's been kicked down, you know. It was here a few hours, or like last night, but it's not new. Mm-hmm. Like, they're yeah. either gone or they knew we were coming. Armin really came into his own during this whole scene. Because he was like, all of a sudden had the courage to be like, hey, Irvin, like, look at this shit. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. this little 15-year-old so boy. Think- Mm-hmm. At this point, they're like, fuck it. If we got time, boom. And they kind of just seal the outside wall. Aaron mm-hmm. does it, turns into a Titan, hardens, seals the outside wall. So that's one out of two down. We right. got to get one more. That's it. Because if there's no Titans inside, you seal both walls. We're good to go. We're vibing. And so they're looking. There's no one around. They're getting, what, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? Armin's like, well, there's Titans in the wall. Everyone's like, yeah, we know that now. There's Titans in the wall. And he goes, but like there's Titans in the wall. And like, yeah, that's how his brain kind of mm-hmm. starts to work. He's like, find a hollow point in the wall. And it's like, okay, cool. Tap, 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 tap a Hey, it's hollow, right? No more than two seconds after that individual says that shit, Rhina opens it up, stabs him. And well, you're just why like, would you oh. shout? I feel like if you found it, you would like do your little smoke gun. You wouldn't be like, oh, hey, by the way, found you. Yeah. True. Hey, it's right here, everyone, uh, right. <laughs> including the individuals inside. And so Rhina turns into his armored Titan and we're, we're getting going because Aaron's his Titan already, too. It's going. And it's uh, pretty insane. Lots of fighting. Lots of fighting. But you know what? The scouts have a new weapon up their sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's called a Finally, thunder spear. The first decent weapon we've seen in this whole show besides the ODM gear. I feel like they fought oh, the yeah. other uh, people inside the wall that were trying to kill them. And they were like, oh, we could blow things up with sticks. Like, oh, hey, maybe we should improve these things slightly. Hmm. Yep. Silly. Yeah. You've had hundreds and we get of an years explanation of how thunder spears work. They're essentially mini tiny bombs. I, I think what happened was what happened with the rice titan is what led them to have this epiphany. Yeah. We're like, oh, we can blow it up from inside. So this this will help us for the armored titan. So they're pretty much spears that blow up. Thunder spears. Big brain. Hanji. Huge brain. Huge brain. Biggest brain. But while we're here in Shiganshina, you know, sometimes you have epiphanies. You have memories that come up. You see a tree. You see a house. You see something and it jogs your memory. Like how we find out that 
Rhina and Bertholt are having a nice little conversation like, hey, we opened up the wall with my Titan. So we should do should we should we go do this or should we just stay? Then Rhina's like, no, we can't do that. We got to we got to act like we're blending in because my Titan, I can only go like you can only go so far with your Titan. I can only go so far with my Titan. You know who's right behind him? Marco. Marco. Oh, this is real sad. Oh, Marco. Marco's like, uh, what do you mean you're Titan? And Reiner's like, what did you hear? And he's like, well, I heard that you guys said you're Titan. And Reiner's like, yeah, it's a joke. No big deal. And it's like, oh, they were well, so awkward. It was so well, awkward and a horrible like, time. If they were good actors, they wouldn't have had to kill Marco. I feel like they still yeah. would have had to kill because Marco's too smart. He would have figured it out. That's what happens later on here because he starts to jet away. He's like, stop joking. We got Titans to kill and they start getting away. Yeah. And then Rhina tackles him. He tells Marco, nah, you're too smart to be kept alive. And Andy comes over and is like, well, hey, what's what's going on here? And Rhina's like, Marco knows. And Andy's like, excuse me? And Rhina's like, Marco knows we're all Titans. <laughs> This is the second time yeah. that Rhina has gone out of pocket and thrown people under the bus because yeah. no one knew Annie was a Titan. Nobody. Right. But now Marco knows. And so now Annie's like, well, now we got to murder him, I guess. Now, like now we got to figure it out. So they take his ODM gear and they throw him to a Titan, essentially. Yeah. And this is when. We learn that Rhina's split personality began after his murder of Marco. Mm-hmm. Well, and we because also learn that Annie didn't really fully drink the Kool Aid; that she's still partially trying to think for herself, while the other two are not. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. Annie mm-hmm. is not in the camp of being a warrior and uh, all, all that good stuff. So that's why this is especially hard on her. But it was interesting to see that Rhina is like his split personality begins here. Mm-hmm. It hasn't always been a thing. As it, far it was as we very, know, yeah. This is the yeah. first the first on the timeline that we see. And so with Aaron distracting our armored Titan and our armored Titan taking the bait, running after Aaron, he's like, oh, I'm going to come get you. I'm going to come get you. And, and them fighting and doing all their kind of stuff. Bert holds like, I think now's the time I transform because he's very slow. And his Titan can't last very long. We, we've learned some things. Mm-hmm. He transforms. He starts messing with all the houses in Shiganshina. Causing a major all houses, fire. All these houses go up in the air. There's fire on the ground. And our boy Connie has one of the worst jokes. <laughs> Maybe of all time <laughs> in the moment. He's like, oh my God. Are those houses from Shiganshina in the air? Aaron, how does it feel to have your roof over your head again for the first time? And then so he yells, dumb. So stupid. And he has the biggest laugh of all time. It is so great. So, it's so great. So funny because, like, where else are you going to find humor in this world? Like, this is the most depressing world ever. And it's funny that shit ever. like that is hilarious. You know what else is interesting is, like, most other people that we've seen transform into Titans. Like there's crumbling and there's a loud noise and the weight of them. But it's interesting that the Colossal Titans, like one of its powers is like he lit everything on fire with the the like 
steam blast of his Titan being made. Yeah, he's so hot. His body is. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. side effect for that one to have because none of the other ones have that. We learned a lot about him through the second portion, the Colossal. Oh, through Bert? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, Rhina is incapacitated. Like, he's out. He's done. Like, he is, mm-hmm. he is on the precipice of death, essentially. And uh, so it's all the Colossal Titan from here on out because they're they're just trying to make sure that, you know, one of these Titans is not getting away alive. Because yeah, <laughs> they almost got Rhina. They almost got him with the little yeah, blowing they, up I his mean, ears. They blew him out of his... Titan name. body. Yeah, like out of his Titan body, essentially. Uh, and he's just kind of chilling on the pavement with no face and no arms and legs, you know? Good times. <sighs> with Rhina incapacitated and with Bertholdt doing his thing, being the Colossal Titan, there's also one person that's inside these walls, and it's the Beast Titan. And he brought some backup. And so there is an interesting thing that's going on here. We have the outer wall that's completely sealed now. We have the wall that needs to be sealed, and then we have our group with our this house's and it's pretty much like the auxiliary like escape group. So Ervin's down there or Ervin's on the wall, but it's a bunch of people uh, guarding horses so they can get away if things go bad. But in front of them is now a beast Titan and a bunch of Titans in a line. You know what? And they just appeared out of nowhere. That shit was so scary. Out of nowhere. Good ambush here. Well, so they had to be Hannah pointed this out to me. So they had to have been humans. Yeah, because I was like, he, he can't brought. just like make them appear out of nowhere. Yeah, He can't manifest Titans, but they can turn yes. humans into Titans. So those are all humans just standing there. That then in some form, in some form, I would assume yes. But we again, we don't have a full extent on how the Beast Titan works. Essentially, like we know yeah. that Aaron can harden. We know that Rhina is an armored Titan can like sprint and shit. We know the Colossal Titan can exhaust and become super hot. So I guess maybe I'm just going of his- off of what we know, which is yeah. so far they haven't shown any manifestation of titans it's a, but he did turn that entire city connie's entire town into titan so that's yep. why i'm assuming they're human yeah could definitely be that and so beast titan get him on a pitching mound immediately because that man is throwing 1000 miles an hour he's pitching a perfect Terrifying. game every single time so he just starts picking up rocks and it's just throwing them doing his thing mm-hmm. which is crazy terrifying and so it's also crazy because it's such a simple plan. Like, it's so not like they simple. have some crazy explosives. They're like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to bring you some rocks and you're going to throw them. Cool. Break. Pretty much. Ugh, and we see the like four legged. Oh my God. The creepiest Ugh, Titan of all time. Which Armin again was like big brain moment for him again. He's like, so they clearly must have a fourth or whatever like number um smart titan who is like True. the the scout that came and found us and let them know when we were coming yeah let yeah. them know when we were coming then yeah. this is back when the fire was discovered and all like mm-hmm. so aaron's like you know what i'm gonna go kill this colossal titan real quick and our colossal titan was like no you're not and punts him get the fuck out of here caught between a literal rock and a hard place <laughs> Ervin tells his crew, if you're going to die, you might as well die fighting, right? And, and 
there's a dissenter amongst the group who's like, well, I mean, what if I just say no? Like, if we're going to die, we're going like to die. an asshole. He, drives, like, he has a good point. Like, they are all about to die. He has a good point. And honestly, there would definitely be people like this in this situation. But in this anime, I'm like, hey, you, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, we don't need yeah. right now. And it looks bleak, but he's like, hey, we're going to ride out. We're going to do this. But before they do, Aaron has a conversation with Levi. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, like, so hey, I just, I just want to see the basement so damn bad. I'm so mad. I'm so I'm sad. Selfish. Let me see the basement. I'm selfish. But he also makes Levi make a, make a promise to him that he will kill the Beast Titan. Levi, mm-hmm. of course, is like, yes, I will, I will do that for you. And that's when go charge starts, but they're charging into a literal hail of rocks. So good luck. This was so (laughs) sad when you just see them all like screaming and terrified and just getting taken out. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I might've been with the dude who's like, maybe we're not listening to you today, Ervin. Yeah. That's so terrifying. Because kind of surprised there wasn't a couple people who like, kind of just like, like, yeah, we're going to go with you. And then jumped off their horses and ran into a building. Because some of the buildings were sort of there still. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised nobody was like, haha, fuck y'all. I'm not doing this. I'm going to hide in this building and hopefully nobody finds me. And if any of the buildings had basements, yeah, I'd be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go back. Yeah. Because they have oh, ODM there. We, we, missed a, we missed a part earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies, listeners. Again, there's so much information. So you just got to bear with us here. When Ryan or when Berthold turned into the Colossal Titan... He turned into the Colossal Titan and essentially he becomes a bomb at that point. And where he did it, he did it right over Hanji oh, and Hanji's no. squad. And so as of right now, we are under the impression that Hanji is fucking dead. And the only and people that are alive. Are yeah, the only people that are alive are Aaron, Connie, Jean, and Sasha. Those are like the yeah. in Mikasa. Those are on our the, people on this that side are of still the alive. Yeah. Yes. I just remember at this point of the show, watching it at this point, I was like, that's it. We're done. This is like the show must be one of those shows where like all the main people get murdered and, and it's an anticlimactic thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Walking Dead. What's up? Yeah. Because uh, I, thought, I literally thought they were all going to die. I was like, there's no way out of this. Yeah. Well, it's like it's all just a bunch of 15 year olds mm-hmm. like even if they do get out of this like the scouts aren't gonna be a thing anymore because all the adults are dead like, all of them except for levi and like we haven't we don't know yet all of them all yeah. of them and so we cut back to our people outside of the wall or inside the wall you know the d- the know. logistics of it then we come back to wall yeah we come back to <laughs> ervin squad and he's running at the beast titan and the beast titan kind of like well this is very dumb of you um <laughs> and mm-hmm. chucks his rocks starts murdering people because that's what the beast titan does yep reiner at this point has kind of recovered he's gotten back in his in his in his form because he he was just hanging outside of his beast titan or he, he was hanging outside of his uh armored titan so he's gone back in now kind of getting getting back in the groove of things yeah you see his head like reforming it was gross yeah because he he put his consciousness from his mind into his body and that's the only reason he didn't die what what science what no rewriting the rules here is essentially what goes (laughs) i feel like that just opens a whole nother world of possibilities like 
wait a second, you can't just throw that in there? What? Yeah. <laughs> furious. My science. Yeah, that was wild. Curious. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like put his brain somewhere else at the end. And I'm like, okay, if you can do that, like what else can you do that's not being told? Because that is so left field from anything we've seen so far. Like pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, I was I was mad. <laughs> I was like, no, so, you died. You died right there. Stop it. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So it's our four people that aren't Armin and Aaron. It's uh, Mikasa, Connie, Sasha, Jean versus Rhina. They're like, oh, fuck, we can't get this done. This is fucking going to be bad. This We have like one more stick. That's it. Maybe maybe we can blow it up the same way that we've been blowing up Titans. Like we could we could hit it in the back of his neck and like blow him out of his nape. And so they're, but they're like, oh, we don't have any more like thunder sticks or thunder spears what are we gonna do well guess what hanji's not fucking dead and hanji shows up and out is of like, nowhere i got this shit bitch and this is so good up- well no it's a good because they have what they have three thunder sticks left one right? for each yeah. side of his jaw one for each side of the jaw and then one that they're gonna go through his mouth into the back of his head the and- crazy part is she didn't even hear the plan well connie <laughs> missed it was Connie, right? That yeah, missed. I mm, yes. or Sasha. Yeah, yeah somebody I was, did. I think Sasha got hers. Connie missed, and then Hanji comes up over the roof on Connie's side. And she's like, "No, it was a great plan." <laughs> she does all that. So I'm like, "Oh my god!" Hanji's the best. Such Hanji's a little mad best. scientist. And so that plan succeeds, and they blow Rhina out of his armored Titan, and this is when he uh, loses his his arms and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Come back to our colossal Titan with Armin and Aaron. Armin's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. He's like, I could try to get the attention of this colossal Titan. He's like, Yo, Berthold, you're a bitch. Look at me. And so Berthold's like, Don't call me a bitch. And so he looks at. Armin and Armin shoots his ODM gear and hits Bert in his teeth. Recognizing that when Bert goes into his steam mode, he's using his muscles mm-hmm. to create that steam, not his bones. So his bones are going to stick around. So latching onto his tooth, he's going to stay where he is, which he, it does happen. He starts to steam. He starts to get that. And while that's going on, our boy Aaron runs over to the wall hardens seals it comes out in his odm gear and cuts bert out of the colossal titan which Mm -hmm. was fucking cool that was really cool it was so i mean such a fucked up plan for armin because we see the devastation afterwards but i i would not have thought of this you know what i mean the way like I feel like some of this show, it's a little bit of common sense, you know, and even the last attack we just saw, like, yeah, shoot both sides of the mouth and, you know, then through the back of the neck. Like, okay, I kind of get this, though, with the whole, like, sacrificing yourself thing with Armin, this would not have been on my list of ideas at all. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was one of the things that I would have never thought of for sure. Yeah, this was very creative. And it just reminds us how crazy this show is. So while this is all going on with our people inside or in Shiganshina, inside the wall, Levi and Ervin squad are having a tough time. So Ervin squad is pretty much decimated. There's one person alive and it is our detractor from earlier. But we're seeing 
Titans getting cut left and right. And we're like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Our boy Levi is is doing his bidding. He said this he would was do this. So cool. He said he was gonna do this, and he fucking was doing it. He gets to the Beast Titan, he cuts him out of his nape, and he's like, "Hey, like I'm gonna kill your ass." And the Beast Titan's like, "No, you're not." And pretty much, well, the Beast Titan's kind of like, "Oh shit, yeah, you might kill me." He gets scared, like he gets oh, a yeah. bit scared of Levi, which I love because so he happy. does look terrifying. Like you he's just see so him tearing scary. through those Titans. It was wild. Like within a yeah. minute. Like five seconds, yeah, they're down, and he just yeah. chops the beast titan up. Like he just goes for it. It's <laughs> yeah, and and he's he's in the same kind of situation as as there are other two titans on the other side. He's like incapacitated with missing limbs, and it's to keep him from becoming the beast titan again. But guess who comes? Guess who comes through to just you know snatch him up? No big deal. The cart titan, annoying as fuck. So. Yeah. The car Titan grabs him, runs off, and Levi's like, well, I fucked up. That was so frustrating because he that was so epic and all those people just died and he just gets away. I was so mad. Yeah. So mad. It kind of so though mad. it brings you back into the show. You know, it's kind of like Walking yeah. Walking Dead is a good example. Like it's like in Walking Dead when it's like you've got like four or five episodes without somebody important dying, and you're like oh, this feels good. And then all of a sudden they like murder like three people and you're like, oh, there it is. We're back. Okay. <laughs> like depressing as fuck yep. and we feel like we can't win. Dep- Got it. Okay, Depressing cool. as fuck. feel like we can't win because every win that we get is fucking undermined by bullshit, which yeah. is the cart Titan just grabbing Zeke and running. Yeah. And it's so, that one step forward, you know, five steps back kind of feeling. Yes. So with but our... I guess- Sorry, I guess I had to remind myself because I was really mad about the show at this point Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, five seconds before this, I thought all of them were going to die. Yeah. Because I thought Hanji and everyone was dead and there was only three people left. Yeah. Which is like the one step forward and then we're just waiting for the five steps. Yeah, I had to put it in perspective because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So with all of that done, Aaron's having his, his epiphany, like, oh, my best friend. He's dying. But while this happens, the card Titan fucking jumps up. Zeke's on its back and it's like, hey, Aaron, your dad's been lying to you. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, like, what the, it's like, what the fuck? You know my dad? <laughs> yeah, who are you? Why are you just chilling over here well, by he us? Said, who? He's like, someday I'm going to save you from this. Yeah. He's like, like, who are you and why are you talking about my dad? Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, get out. <laughs> yeah. And so without his arms too, I know I was thinking that I'm like, isn't he in massive pain because he just was cut out of his Titan and he's just chilling like, Hey man, what's up? All right, bye. See you later. Yeah. See you later. And so we cut to our other group, which is Mikasa and all of them. And they're talking to Rhina and Rhina's like, Hey, so I have this note. It's from Ymir. What? This is so random. It needs to go to Historia. And, he, and I was like, okay. And Hanji was and like, like, okay, if we approve it, you fucking yeah. weirdo. Like, like, we're going to read it. Like, yeah. I'm sure you know by now that she's like the queen. So, yeah. like, we're going to read it so you know. Rhino's like, okay, fine, whatever, do it. Mm-hmm. And Cart Titan, again, 
fucks with our nut because they're like arguing like jean's like we gotta fucking kill him but like it's also rhina uh, so like Sean. what do we do here Sean, and, no. <laughs> and then the card titan comes up snatch snatches up rhina and goes away and then john's like fuck i fucked up we should have killed him yeah and, and it's so- interesting too because i feel like hanji's so dated jaded that like she she even says it. She's like, this is my decision. I'm making this choice. Almost to like yeah. take that away from Jean before it even happens. Like she knows it's going to be fucked up. She knows it's yeah. a bad choice. And so she tries to take a lot of that away from him beforehand because she knows she shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so wow. Much so. That's like such a scout brain though. After so many fucked up things have happened, you just immediately expect it to go wrong. Oh, like, we learn. So sad. <laughs> we learn about Hanji's leadership skills here. Yeah. Like, it's not your burden; it's my burden. Mm-hmm. Like, I am your, I am your commanding officer. So, yeah, I will, I will take this upon myself. Like, it's not your yeah. fault; it's my fault. I'm making the call. Yeah, and um, that's how Ervin learn- is too. Yeah, and that's why Ervin's so fucked in the head. Yeah. So. Speaking of Ervin, now that everyone's escaped and everything seems safe, we have a burnt up Armin and an Ervin who's on his last legs. Literally last legs. Mm -hmm. His shit's all blown out. He's not feeling too hot. And we get reminded we have a Titan serum here that can be used in the event to save someone's life. And you know what? We also have a incapacitated Berthold here who has the colossal titan and if if the theories of Aaron eating his father check out then this is how we do it we one of them can become a titan eat Bertholdt and then we will have control of the colossal titan mm-hmm. but these groups have very opposing <laughs> very opposing choices on who yeah. should be becoming the titan Definitely. Which because, honestly uh, was a hard call because if I were put in charge of making this decision, I would be like, uh, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. Mikasa and Armin or Mikasa and Aaron make it very much apparent that they're on team Armin. The defector, and I don't remember his name. I'm sorry, listeners, but the defector and Levi make it very clear that they're on the team of <laughs> Captain Irvin or Irvin. And so what did you guys think? I thought like, what team it was such a on? hard call because it's like Ervin has come up with like some really good plans, but Armin, it's hard because Armin within the last episode, like the last 20 minutes of this battle has come into his own and been like, oh, you're, you're fucking useful. I just feel, so my first initial like gut feeling was Ervin for sure. But then I was like, really Armin is the one who makes plans that work. Ervin keeps people alive enough, but I feel like our like all of his plans are the ones that were really successful. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is the one who has been the more successful uh, in my mind. And this is when I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm really, I'm really liking Armin now." Like I can't, yeah. call, I can't call him a whiny little bitch because I, like, I in that moment was like, "Has to be Armin." Has to not be. only not only because we don't have the other information yet. Yet mm-hmm. we'll get to that. But we know Ervin. So there's a thing that is like, and it comes along with presidents, that there's a wartime president and then there's peacetime presidents. Mm -hmm. 
Ervin was very much a wartime commander. And mm-hmm. if we're trying to transition to a peacetime, he's the wrong commander for that moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think like Armin really comes into his own as being that that wartime <laughs> or that peacetime commander. And that's why I was like, I'm on team Armin here. But to the funny part about that is that we're, well, maybe I guess they don't really know this at this point, but we're going immediately into wartime. So wouldn't you want the wartime general? Well, they have everyone on their heels and it's very much based on the plan of Armin, not on the plan of, of Ervin. Ervin's plan was run at the beast Titan, hope for the best. Armin's yeah. plan was the walls hollow. Uh, the bones don't deteriorate when it steams. And Aaron, let's do this. And that was like all Armin. So I was very much on team Armin. At yeah, this point. I think that's kind of Levi's realization is that Ervin is very tired and he's gone through a lot and he's a little crazy. And he's just like very torture, a torturous soul. And then you look at Armin and he's young and he has all these really fucking good ideas before he even turns 18. Like they're still like 15 or something like that. I think he just sees the future with Armin. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what you're saying, Nick. It's just like Ervin's old, sad. Yeah. It's his time. Yeah. It's his time. And Armin's like all peppy and ready to go, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so the choice is made. Armin becomes a Titan and eats Bertholdt, inheriting the Colossal Titan. So we now have two intelligent Titans on our team. Let's go. We have have Aaron's Titan form. We have Aaron's Mm -hmm. Titan form and the Colossal. We don't know Aaron's Titan form. As of yet, but we do know the colossal titan form, so perfect. Awesome. We get to our basement. Hannah, are you happy? We're at the basement. Finally. Finally. Finally And it was funny because somebody said something. Like after they chose to turn Armin, somebody said, like, oh, I forgot about the basement. Is that still important? And I was like, Yes, bitches. I've been waiting an entire season for this. Didn't go to the basement. (laughs) Oh, it would have been hilarious. And we never went to the basement. Or like, what if everyone had died here? And the show just never shows the basement. That actually would be amazing. And then it's just like a scene of like the basement door, and that's like the end of the show. I'd be so angry. Died inside. Hilarious. I would have bought a copy of the DVD just to burn it. Right? Like, think of all the angry humans there would have been. Like, everyone who watched the show would be furious. We get... Are you ready for all this information, uh, listeners? Here it comes. We get into the basement. The basement seems ordinary, but in the desk, Aaron uses the key, opens up the desk, and the desk has three books in it. In one of the books is a picture. Which in at this time we've never known pictures in our world. We have not seen anyone take any pictures, so pictures are no very technology. much pictures are very much a new thing. So we've really never seen pictures in our world. And on the back of this picture, it says, "I come from a different I come from a different place where technology is advanced and yada 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 yada." And it's from Aaron's dad, and we learn a lot of information here. So. Aaron's father, Grisha, is part of a family inside of an internment zone. And he's part of a race known as Eldians. And 
Eldians are essentially seen as lesser by the dominating population or are like fucking for lack of a better word like race or people of this area which are known as marleyans or they're from the from the marleys and so they look down on eldians because eldians are part of the children the children of ymir and they have the curse of ymir which means that they can turn it into titans so they're kept in these internment zones so these two as children grisha and his sister Faye, end up going outside the internment zone and by doing so they get beat and they get fucked up and Faye ends up getting murdered eaten by, eaten by dogs because one of the Marleyan guards for lack of a better word has has it out for Eldians and is like a really sick sadistic fucker and so he kills the sister big thing so Eldians versus Marleyans is a big part of this we learn that an Eldian king fucked off to an external island and erected a city and put titans in the walls and said, if you come and try to fuck with my city, I will take the titans out of the walls and I will fucking kill you all. And so he's on his own island over here. Paradis is what the island is called. It's a play on paradise, clearly. And so Grisha gets older. He joins a, an Eldian resistance force. And they're trying to restore the Eldian or Eldians as like the higher ups of, of this area that they're the royal blood and all that kind of or they're not royal blood, but they're like of like worth to this country. And in the resistance movement, uh, and a, a person comes in and uh, of of royal blood in the Eldian line, and her name is Dina Fritz. And Grisha immediately is like, "You fine as fuck. I wanna, I wanna marry." You. <laughs> yeah, he was and all about her immediately. About her immediately, and they end up getting married while they're in the uh, restoration movement for the Eldians. They learn about this owl. There's a, they have a spy on the Marleyan inside. His name is the Owl. The Owl. The Owl. They talk about it a bunch. Dina and Grisha have a child. His name is Zeke. Bum bum no. bum. So that means the Beast Titan is Aaron's half brother, Zeke. Zeke Jaeger. It's so sad. Is the Beast Titan huge, crazy. And Zeke is also a little fucker of a child because he turned in both of his parents for being part of the Eldian restoration movement. To save his grandparents, though. To save his... Well, he's still a fucker for doing it. Yeah, oh yeah, but... Don't give a fuck. And by doing so, both Grisha and Dina are sent to death. And it's like, okay, so what are you guys going to do? You guys going to hang them? You're going to do some things? They end up at this wall and they have everyone on their knees. And the Marleyan guard, it's the same Marleyan guard that killed Faye. So sad. Grisha's on his knees and the Marleyan guard's talking his shit. And he's like, well, we're going to turn all you motherfuckers into Titans. And. It's like, whoa, what, what do you mean? You're going to turn them all in Titans. They turn every single one into Titans. So they sailed on a boat across to the island 
that the king built the three-walled city and they were injecting these Eldian people on this wall to become titans. And this is where we learn... Oh, before that, though, Grisha is about to yell because they're about to inject Dina with the fluid. And Grisha's like, no, you can't do that. She's of royal. And at that moment, another guard like slaps the shit out of him. He's like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, but they inject Dina and we find out that Dina is the smiling titan. That was really sad. I was Boom. like, oh, my God. Like I said, tons of information. So the titan that ate Carla is this is this is what happened to my brain the titan that ate aaron yeager's mother is the mother of zeke yeager both of them were wives of grisha yeager wild she got some revenge she was like he will not have a second family (laughs) he will will not fuck any other bitch like no fuck you (laughs) i'm gonna eat your ass we learned that the the marleyan guard that shut him up is the owl crazy and he explains everything to Grisha. I'm one of the nine Titans. There are nine intelligent Titans out there. After 13 years, you're dead. You die as a Titan after 13 years of being an intelligent Titan. He's coming up on his last times. And he pretty much tells Grisha that he needs to inherit this Titan form and go and find a way to restore the Eldian race to its prior glory using the Titan forms. And so Grisha's like, I can't do that. No, that's crazy. He doesn't give him a choice. He he turns Grisha. Grisha eats him, becomes the the guy, essentially. Um, Not before making sure that the... The asshole Marleyan guard is killed by a Titan as well. Yeah, that was pretty funny. They they kick him down the wall as well. And they're like, yo, fuck you. So that's Kruger's final conversation. Or no, it's not his final conversation. So at this point, when he says that he's part of the nine Titans, we learn that Aaron's Titan form is called the Attack Titan. So here's Emily confused again. All right. So if they... Okay, so Aaron inherited the Attack Titan... But he also inherited the coordinate, but they're not the same things, mm-hmm. right? So, what does Aaron have now? Both, both. He has both. Okay, so, so if someone eats so him, the- they get both but things. But the thing is, what's her? Okay, Historia's older sister, who had the coordinate before Aaron, also had an attack-looking Titan. Well, I think she, she looks like ju- the female Titan. She so was does just the- a Titan, though. But she was like super athletic and slim, like almost like Annie was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's just her form. I don't think it has anything to do. Well, that's what I'm asking. Does so is Aaron's Titan also just like uh, his form? Like if he was any Titan, would he look the exact same? Because the Colossal Titan has a very distinct, ginormous, muscly look with Bert's face. So that's why I'm confused, like, just the look of the Titans. Is that coordinating at all with their abilities? I think that it depends on who inherits it, and it kind of looks a little bit like them. The same way, like, Reiner has blonde hair. I don't think if somebody else inherited his form, they would have blonde hair. Right, but they would have all the armor. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, is there something different about the attack Titan? You know, like, if he has two Titans inside of him, is it Mm -hmm. like, well, when he ate, his dad, did he actually get 
the attack titan or did he get just the coordinate titan interesting or, you know, you yeah know what i mean like i don't know maybe difference like, can you have all the titans within you like if you eat everybody can you transform into any type of you know what i mean well he is able to harden his fingers mm-hmm. because he drinks the potion is it just because of the armored potion or was well, he, he couldn't properly do it before well because they said yeah. oh aaron mastered hardening within this many months after he drank the potion, because that's the only reason he gets to seal up the wall. But they, they didn't know he drank that potion, Reiner and Bertholdt. So they're just assuming he learned how to use this ability as yeah, if sure. it was like an ability he already had and or that they're aware of. He was yeah, able to learn. So I'm yeah, wondering, but he couldn't. <laughs> I'm wondering if Loki, the, the like, because he's apparently the founding titan now, mm-hmm. if the founding titan can kind of take on all the abilities of all the other titans, yeah, he just hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what he got from the Attack Titan because he has probably the abilities. Maybe this is me guessing. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't figured out how to tap into them yet. Yeah, because Aaron talks about having the Attack Titan, but he's never just had the Attack Titan since he inherited being a Titan. He's always had the coordinate because yeah. dad's well because it. they never attributed any specific characteristics mm-hmm. to the Attack Titan. Mm-hmm. That's true, except mm-hmm. that he likes to attack things. But that's what I was wondering: is yeah. that the sister? being the coordinate and not having the attack titan just had a basically the female version of what Aaron's of Aaron titan. yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. like she was extremely muscular and agile you know and stuff yeah. like that so I'm just like wondering like is there something special about the attack titan can the yeah. coordinate be in any titan can you have all the titans I feel like there's just a lot of like questions well this is what my questions were it kind of is the same when I saw Ymir because I was like mm-hmm. Ymir kind of looks similar to how Aaron's titan looked forming it looks like a human it doesn't look like the fleshy thing it's like a human formed like a troll human. Yeah, she's just like a miniature sized. Mm-hmm. She's like really tiny. Yeah. But that's a very distinct like look. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm wondering, is that just what Amir looks like as a Titan? Because we see her beforehand and she looks the exact same when she's just running around without consciousness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So or just some... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I love Titan science. I love Titan science with MZ. We need a whole different podcast for Titan science with MZ. There's so many questions and it's like not a real thing, you know? So it's like you can just keep coming up with questions that are probably never going to be answered. Never, but maybe they ever, will. Ever. I, I think just having two abilities in one is the biggest question I have. The coordinate and the attack Titan in one body. Like, is that normal? Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, well, so we find out the name of this individual, like I said earlier, is Mm -hmm. Kruger, but his first name is Aaron. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Aaron was named after Aaron. Well, and the Um, whole way we're, like, finding stuff out, like, with the memories and stuff is kind of cool. Yeah, because we keep finding them, like, not even, like, so in some instances, it's like we're reading the book and you're just getting the straight information that, Grisha wrote in the book and then in some instances it's like a flashback that Aaron's having that Grisha wasn't even aware of it's like really weird because I think at the as the founding titan he also has those other memories and and again has not tapped into them fully yeah yeah yep. memory thing is wild yeah it's real confusing yeah. real confusing but you know what's not confusing hmm 
<laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. This show is incredibly confusing. Like, well, I'm like, I'm, I, don't I, think wanted, I legit want to know what's so, not confusing. <laughs> Kruger has a, a few last words for Grisha that he needs to infiltrate Paradis, take the finding Titan from the royal family because the royal family is not going to do anything with it. They already know that he's just going to sit on his high horse now that he's the the king and he'll just sit there and not do anything. But that's not what's best for the uh, rest of the Aldean race. So, you know, got to do what you got to do. Now, he says his last thing to uh, our boy Grisha. Don't forget to uh, you need to save Armin and Mikasa, by the way. And <laughs> I was like, what? Stop yeah, that was it. so random. I I was like, excuse me, that is crazy. Like, it's what is wild. what is going on here? Now we're now we're time jumping through. Well, you can can you imagine what he thought when he met Mikasa and Armin as his son's friends? You'd be like, oh, uh, well, he did lose <laughs> his memory. He did lose his That's memories. True. That's though. true. That, that Supposedly. Does help, we don't know if he really lost his memories. He could just be saying that. He could just be saying that. So you know, weird because they were saying that, like, I know they're all connected, all the Titans, but I thought it was only the founding Titan that could, like, see everybody's memories. Why did that dude be able to do that? So, well, like, so confusing. I don't know. It's hard to tell. This could just be Aaron because he is the founding Titan. Sending the message. all of those things. Yeah. And, like, having this weird inner tangled yeah because they don't explain when we're hearing stuff that was written in the book and when we're seeing stuff that aaron's doing a flashback of yeah yeah so back in the present aaron and mikasa are being caged because they were they were against the the Ervin stuff so they were seen as being insubordinate and so they're having to have Which they were yeah they're having to be brought before historia on charges of insubordination. Historia gets her letters from Ymir, or her letter oh, from Ymir. so cute. It's, it's very much a love letter, but it also is a love letter that passes along the memories to Historia. So Historia gets all of Ymir's memories here, good and bad, which sucks. We do get a glimpse of that cave with Ymir chained up and an individual in that cave who is probably one of the Titans, if not the great Titan, one of the Titans that we will meet in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that whole part. Damn. Yeah, it's it's a blink. It's a blinking. You miss it. Somebody ate her. Yes, Damn. someone did yeah, eat she did. her. She so was not free. She was rip, eaten. Rip why did she Ymir. go with them, y'all? Why? I don't know. I still don't get I that. I still don't understand why she no. went with them. Yeah, I don't either. But... We also have a moment here where Hanji's explaining that Aaron could potentially command the Titans. He could command the pure Titans, even though that he wasn't a royal bloodline. But it dawns on him based on his previous memories. He touched Dina and Dina was part of royal bloodline. And that's how he was able to control them. So maybe it's not a physical embodiment, but it could be just a touching or Mm -hmm. a like connection of some sort you don't actually Mm -hmm. need to possess the blood and so he is about to scream that out but you know he's like you know what the military is sketchy i kind of still don't trust any of you so i'm gonna keep this to myself i agree zachary's in the room 
Don't yeah, trust anyone. Hanji is the only person I would trust with that information of the higher ups. Well, and even Hanji, I would be afraid she'd be like, yeah, let's do some experiments on the queen. Yeah, well, and I kind of think they need to do those experiments on the queen, though. But you need somebody who has at least a moral compass. I'm not going to say Hanji's is perfect, but I think she at least wants to better society and wants to, like, understand more. Whereas Zachary does not give a fuck. So I would say Levi and Hanji, I think both of them should know. Because I think Levi would keep Hanji in check to a certain extent. Yeah. And so... They're let free. Historia says that all the citizens inside the wall should be told the truth that they're not only fighting Titans. Now there's humans elsewhere that also don't like them and that are trying to kill them. So all the information's given. This is a ceremony where they're given some medals for their heroics. And while Historia gives Aaron her medal or his medal, Aaron touches her hand and is immediately flooded with a bunch of memories from the Fritz royal family, which is a whole different thing, indicating that the, uh, a connection through Titan blood and all that good stuff. Now, within a year after the attack on Trost District, the Titans inside Walmaria have been killed. So we're good. We're free. No more Titans, it looks like. You know what's as, interesting? As now? Historia doesn't get any weird memories when she touches Aaron, though. But she did before in the cave, didn't she? Did she, she did, yes. That's interesting. That's, that's a, more Titan science. That's confusing yeah. to me. <laughs> it seems like it seems like a one-way transaction versus a two-way transaction. So yeah, and before it was definitely a two-way. Yeah, of some sort, because he yeah. was able to see his father or him eat his father, and yeah, yeah there's and all story. I saw those same memories though. Science, <laughs> and so. <laughs> With, I don't like with, it. I don't like him. With the Titans, with the Titans dead on the, on the island of Paradis, mm-hmm. it's time to explore. We got we got exploring to go, and you know what we hit because it's an island. We hit the ocean. We do. We hit the ocean, and this is what is known as the self fulfilling prophecy. Armin said we would see the ocean. We saw the ocean, the water that if merchants spent their whole day on, they could never get the salt out of. Boom. Here we are. And this is where our season comes to a close. I was mad that we saw Armin and Mikasa be so happy for a minute. And then Mm -hmm. Aaron just has to jump in there and ruin it. (laughs) I was like, give your friends one fucking win like why would you ruin that for them like (laughs) it's great because he's like yeah uh the ocean's great but like you know what's on the other side of that ocean people trying to kill us (laughs) let them play in the water right just give them a smile even if you're sad inside and just watch them be happy for a second just a second like they're not gonna want to be friends with you anymore if you're such a debbie downer right you're the you're the best aaron you're the best (laughs) i'd be pissed hilarious so 
that is our season three. I won't keep you around here much longer, listeners. We're not going to speculate about season four because it's coming in hot and heavy. So we're not going to talk about what's coming up in season four. We're just going to get into it when those episodes drop. So if you want to hit us up on Instagram, it is naughtywhat.podcast. If you want to email us, it is naughtywhat.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you could also rate this podcast five stars it helps us a lot on whatever you're listening to it helps us get into the algorithms a little bit more and uh write a review put how awesome we are so tell us what you like so we know i have a final question um Uh we're back the classic classic the classic i'm signing out of the podcast and and fucking nicholas (laughs) nicholas normally at the end of each podcast there's a what do we predict guys or what do you forecast or what do you want to say and you never include this you just run over my question so i am forced to interrupt you okay anyway has changed So, so that's something that you can look forward to in season four. What's going on with Annie? <laughs> what are we going to get from Annie? But <laughs> listeners, you've been, never here for, heard about it. you've been here for over two hours and we appreciate you. If you've gotten this far in the episode, Can't we love believe you so much. You've listened this far. Good like, for congratulations. You. you get a badge. Yeah, We gold love stars you so much. Around. And uh, we'll see you on our weekly adventures of Attack on Titan season four. Goodbye. Woo-hoo. I love you. Go drink some water. You need some water. You look dehydrated, yeah. listener. Go go get some go get some water. Take your you. headphones Goodbye. off. Give your ears a rest after this. You know. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye.